0: I had to master me first, man. Like, I I don't think we ever master ourselves in terms of mindset and spirituality and and emotions, but I had to get to another level because the level I was at wasn't wasn't good enough for for this company, right? And when I say I had to master me, I had to master how I um, felt when I was talking to people, but I also had to master how I felt about sales.
1: Hello everybody, this is Anthony for a new episode of your Virus podcast. Today, my guest is Mr. Jordan Durbano. Jordan is a multi-passionate creative business coach and mentor, also renowned as the sales guy. He specializes in helping coaches sell high-ticket programs. He built a sales agency, uh, generating multiple six-figures annual revenue, but then he stepped away to go to his own spiritual awakening and self-discovery journey. He's now stepping back in the business arena by popular demand, with a specialization in helping coaches, experts, and consultants turn their side hustle into a full-time business. Jordan, welcome to the show, my friend.
0: Thanks for having me, Anthony. Pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah. So, Jordan, first of all, um, people maybe don't know your story, so I would like just to know. Well, let's go back in time, and how did you end up in sales at the first place? And what was it like? What was it interesting for you? many years ago, what was the initial like, mm, this is my thing?
0: Yeah, dude, it wasn't my thing to start off with. I was really okay. bad at sales. <laughs> um, so my first ever business was a soccer coaching company. So football, as we as we say in Europe. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, that business was fairly successful, but it was off the back of me being a good coach, not necessarily a good business owner. Mm. Um and my mentor, who helped me grow that business, I, I got like, I'm going to say five, six years in, and I just felt like I'd hit this ceiling. And I um, I remember chatting to him about it and I said, you know, I, I feel like I need to grow. You know, I'm only 22 years old, and I haven't really experienced, <laughs> you know, proper business like this, yeah. this village, you know, where my mom lives in, um, in Melbourne, it's small and I know the people, I know the teachers. Local mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't expanded. Mm. And he said, Why don't you come and work for me? Cause I he he was part of this big business coaching company um, in Australia. And he goes, And you can you can learn sales under my under my leadership. And I was a bit hesitant at first because I was giving up being an entrepreneur to, to be a salesperson, but he mm-hmm. said, like this is the path. If you if you put in a good um, two to three years in sales, you can basically do whatever you want. So yeah. that's how that's how it started, man. My um my mentor Luke, I uh, he he got me in, and I've got a lot to thank him for because he was it was a, like a huge, huge, um, a, a, a huge teacher and a great friend at the time for me. Mm. And uh, what was most
1: difficult about Sales at the beginning because you said so it was new for you. But I was in sales for a while, Uh, I was selling insurance door to door for less than a year. But for me, it was a miserable experience. I grew a lot as a person to face rejection and meet strangers and like cold calling, cold approaching. It's very difficult for me, Mm -hmm. but still, I, I see it as a positive experience, even if it was like a self destructive time of my life. Yeah, I learned a lot. But for you to get mastery of that, because then you built a sales agency, like what did you have to master first and maybe which kind of hardship and adversity did you go through before feeling like I got this?
0: I had to master me first, man. Like I I don't think we ever master ourselves in terms of mindset and spirituality and, and, um, and emotions, but I had to get to another level because the level I was at wasn't, wasn't good enough for, for this company. Right? So the first three months, man, like, and when I say I had to master me, I had to master how I um, felt when I was talking to people, but I also had to master how I felt about sales. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't realize this, man, but I had a lot of, let's just say, bad and destructive thought patterns um, yeah. for in regards to sales. So I'm trying to sell to people, I'm trying to you know influence how I feel about the person. But at the same time, I'm trying to like go, Oh, my God. I don't want to be manipulative. And oh my god, I don't mm. I don't want to I don't want to push too hard. So I'm I'm like trying to influence them while I'm trying to influence me and that that was tough, man. That was tough. Yeah. Um so that was first and then I'd say second it, it was just under like learning that sales wasn't about me. It truly wasn't. Sales is not about us. It's about it's about our customers and okay. and that's very easy to say, but in practice it is by far the most rewarding um, lesson you can embody and the toughest lesson that you can embody. It's just not about us at all.
1: Yeah. And uh, so you were, so you were a salesman for how many years fully before having your agency?
0: Uh, So from nine to five, I was working as a salesman for about three years. Three years. And then
1: what was the moment when, or maybe physical symptoms or signs of life, like it was time for you to transition into, I want to build my own, my own company. Yeah, man,
0: it, it, um, it, it didn't come from me, it came from, it came from the world, because uh-huh. I i got very, I got very good. I got very good at selling coaching. I um in six months with this first company, I set a new company record. Um, for like monthly revenue generated in three weeks. And I, like, so I got really, really good. I then after a year with that business, my so Luke left, and I, I just I didn't want to be there if he wasn't there. So I I came back to Melbourne, ended up selling for a few coaches for a few years here just, you know, kind of bouncing between companies as a contractor. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I got asked to do sales coaching. And that was cool because like I had one on one clients, I was teaching them closing techniques. I was teaching them, you know, how to cold call, how to reactivate leads. And, and that was cool you know, I was making about ten grand a month there, no problems. But I was at a mastermind one day and um, this mastermind was for million dollar coaches. And I knew like the head coach there. And um, I was like on the cusp of being allowed in because you, you got to be making 10k. And I was like, I was 10k. Then some months I was eight. Then some months I'd be 11. And I just I was I wasn't super super consistent. Yeah. But he he allowed me in because he, he saw potential. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that first live event that I attended, I'm sitting at this table with like four other four other coaches. Some of them run million dollar Um, companies some are like at 50k a month um, I was the smallest and I remember I'm talking to them about sales and one of them just turns around and he goes you know Jordan if you had a call center that made calls for coaches it would be super valuable and man I just got this full body yes it was like really you should do this and it was very deep, man. You, you know what it's like when you get that deep calling and you're like, yeah, of I've got to do something about it. Uh-huh. So um, I, I I, kind of pulled back for a, for at least a month and a half and just kind of mapped it out. And then, it, you know, it made sense. And I, I leapt into it. I had uh, three coaches to start off with. It was absolutely horrible at the start, this agency, because I got the wrong clients. Like I had coaches that had offers that were just just not great, right? Was, <laughs> and their leads, the way they generated the leads, the way they generated their marketing, it was just all disconnected. Yeah. But I knew my, I knew my script was good. Like the way I sold was good. It had been tested far too many times. And then in the third month, I'm three months in, man, and this agency is like... It's not, it's not producing the money my coaching was producing, but mm-hmm. I was sold. I'm like, this is it, man. I'm gonna blow up. I know, <laughs> I know this business is gonna do massive things for me and for the coaching yeah. space. And I DM'd this, um, this million dollar coach, this very big coach. I did, de- I cold DM'd him with my hook. His assistant got back to me, booked a booked the call with me and the uh, the seven figure coach, and um, we signed up a contract. For a year, and that was the start of everything changing forever, man. I um, that that client ended up being a six-figure client, mm-hmm. um, and then I went on to sign other uh, seven-figure coaches, built my own team, and 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 off we went, man. So to answer your question, it was <laughs> it wasn't me. It was it was just responding to my environment.
1: You know that's very interesting because I I was uh, speaking yesterday with one of my friend and he was telling me the same thing like so many people are going to tell you what they want and if you're just open-minded and you listen to the cues of the universe then you can just jump on that it's not by accident that you're being told such thing yeah even for me like i've been teaching and coaching for four years just on one-on-one like this i'm literally doing the same thing recording video but it was not recorded i'm just speaking with yeah. everybody and giving all this wisdom and teaching languages and uh, coaching on other aspects of life and I'm like, why would I not be able to create content and create a brand out of something I'm already doing every day, many hours yes. a day, Yes. thousands of hours of lost content in the universe. And yes. Like, and I got the same feeling as you, like I was meditating and I had this moment just in gratitude and Anthony started to do the podcast. You yeah. will attract thought leaders, entrepreneurs, visionaries, and it will be a success because your mission is immortal. I I received this message from my my soul, downloaded into me. How could I not take action on it? And now many people are are, going to come because you attract. If you have this certainty, life is going to bring you the opportunities, the right resources, the right people, the right clients, and momentum will build. And I think you were a good example of that.
0: Yeah, man, I, I have a, I have a slightly different opinion on the certainty thing because I wasn't very certain when this happened, so I was actually shit scared out of my mind. <laughs> okay, okay. I, uh, <laughs> I I was sitting there, and literally, this coach is like, "Yeah, man, like I would totally pay great money for that." And you know, I think I think there's from just experience, this worked for me. I don't know if this is the same for everyone, but it was it was it was knowing that I never had to be certain about the business, I just had to be focused on the end result. And, and just knowing once again, being in sales really taught me this knowing that for this agency to succeed, it was going to be bigger than my coaching bigger than my knowledge. So I, I like I just had to power the thing. And um, that's when like the whole fear because I was like, what if I can't handle all these leads? And what if I, what if I break? Cause you know, I have wow. too many people and it was like, man, it's not about you, dude. It's not about you. You, you, will you'll cross that bridge and you'll hire the right people at the right time.
1: And, uh, how do you handle fear? Because I think most people who will listen to this podcast will have a new project they want to start. And I'm also coaching with Grant Cardone and he's saying a lot about you have fear and you do it anyway and you just action will destroy fear and it's okay to feel fear and just move forward. Because if you don't feel fear, it means you're not growing. Do you agree with that? And if so, how do you just handle this unknown pressure?
0: Yeah, dude, I I, I don't I don't handle fear. I'm, I'm the same way. Right. I, I, uh, I, I don't even focus on it. I acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. But what I learned um, very early on in sales and Grant's 100% right. I'm a big fan of Grant. Um, the what you focus your attention on you'll you'll create right and and i i learned this at a very practical level in sales so i'll give you like two examples of this and i'm sure all coaches business owners for that matter will be able to relate if you're focused on closing a client because you need to pay bills and it's like it's it's really scary the daylights out of you that you've got this bill due right you yeah. don't know what's going to happen you might lose, lose a house or whatever and you close a client from there most likely you could get that client but what will end up being created with that client is they will have a lot of fear when they're on the other side when they're in your program they might want to want a refund because they got closed too fast um maybe mm. They got hyped up too much. Maybe you went the hype route in sales and sales and they got in and they're like, well, this isn't what I bought. So it, it, in some way, I, whenever I've felt the fear and just moved ahead anyway, what I've noticed is it's like, I, I can still create havoc in my business. Like it's, it's actually very destructive. So I've tailored that thought now and it's like, I know fear is there, but I'm going to will myself to be empty. This is mm. this is a very powerful technique. I'm going to will myself to be empty, and I'm going to move faster than my doubt. So I, I empty out, and then I move quick in the direction of what I want to create. And ever since I've done that on all of my sales calls, and I can I can honestly say this: people don't ask for refunds. People get what they buy because I'm very present. I'm I'm mm. empty. So, I would just say to people with fear, it's just like, you know, understand you're, you're choosing to engage with it. And you can also choose not to engage with it once you own that it's it's just always going to be there.
1: So when you feel or when you say, I become empty, you mean just looking at your thoughts and letting them, them go or like, what is the, the process to actually be empty before a call? For example, it's a good advice, I think, for people.
0: Yeah, dude. So I um I imagine it's kind of draining out of me, and then I just keep reminding myself, Jordan, this isn't about you. You're making it about yourself. That's why you're scared. Mm, yeah. Just it, it, it's about the client, I'm here to serve this person. And when you when you really focus on this, um, guys, it's 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 very powerful. Each of the people that show up on a phone call, a consult to be sold to, they're in pain. They're in mm-hmm. pain. And quite often we forget that we really do. We don't. We don't feel it because we're so focused on our own pain. And 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 that is a big piece, man. That is a big piece. And I got very good at sales when I was when I'm like, you know, Jordan, I, I'm I'm losing focusing on my own pain. I'm really losing here. Yeah. I need to feel other people. And when I got on the call, man, I slow down. I, I I I wait. And every thing people said when i felt like there was emotion behind it i'd wait and i'd go am i feeling that yeah yeah that that, i can really feel that's true for them and man all all my all even if i was excited because i just closed a deal earlier i forgot about it because like i'm on the next sale now Mm. this this is the person that matters
1: so all the distractions of being elated by a win or depressed by a rejection, it, it all became more neutral, because you were able to be so present and just
0: forget yeah. about yourself. Yeah, because it, it, again, it's not it's, it's just this is my this is my constant thing. I think back then it was sales, it still kind of is but more teaching now I, I was given I was given these gifts to serve people. So even like what I'm great at it is not like I, I never, ever am like you know. It's my gifts. No, nah, screw my gifts. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter. I was given. I was given them to, to, to share it with someone for, for some reason. God, whatever you guys believe in, channeled it through me and was like, yeah. Jordan, this is what your life's going to be dedicated to.
1: That's beautiful, man. And uh, okay, so, so the sales attitude was a success. But then you had another transition towards something more introspective and you stopped that to go through a spiritual awakening and self-discovery journey. So that's a mouthful. Some people have different definitions of that. Maybe you can tell us where you were just before entering that state and then what you've been through during this transition Mm -hmm. and what did you learn about yourself that was
0: important for the next step. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's God. It goes very deep. So I love these questions, man. You just have to go um, all in. Yeah, man. So so business was profitable. I had a team of of six six staff. Um, I I'd, I'd recently scaled down, and um, I'm, I'm going to say 2020 uh, January, mid January. I uh I woke I woke up one morning and I I had a moment where I was just like. What the hell am i doing like i looked in the mirror and i saw a jordan that i didn't like you know i was very overweight um really? my eyes like really overweight um, I couldn't imagine that uh you know my hair was all over the shop and just just not taking care of myself yeah, i, yeah. I had built the agency to a point at that time where i was still working but i wasn't I wasn't as required as i was earlier on and um that day was australia day and so it was a public holiday so i couldn't work i would given everyone a day off and um i don't know if everyone follows the nba here but kobe bryant just died that day Mm -hmm. and I'm i'm always a big laker fan like i i go and watch them and shaq and kobe were my heroes when i was little and when i when i heard kobe died i um it really impacted me, man, because he he was like a hero for me as a kid. And I watched this video of his and he he'd be kind of he'd done some inspirational talks after he finished playing basketball. And one of the things he said was, you know, I left it all on the court so I could retire. When I when I mm. when I finished, I didn't I didn't think about going back to the court because I I knew I left it all there. I I'd really I'd left the game. I had passed on my knowledge to someone else being like LeBron James, he's the he's yeah. the king in the NBA. I'd passed the torch, I'd shared information and I'd done everything. I'd done everything I set out to do. And man, it moved me. It brought me to tears. Like I was just like, I I, I couldn't understand why I was being moved in such a way from just something, something so simple. Mm. And I felt, so empty man in not in a good way in a a very um very depressing way and i made up at that time it was just because i was unhealthy like i wasn't sleeping well i was overweight and what have you so i was like all right were you partying too any drugs and alcohol or yeah i was drinking i was drinking yeah yeah every day i was drinking um i wasn't ever into drugs but i was going out a lot Mm um, going out on dates with, you know, all these different girls and just, just not being, you know, Distractions spending
1: to make you forget that you don't like yourself and you're like,
0: yeah, dude, there was no, there was just no focus, no focus, yeah. no time for me. So I'd heard COVID was on the horizon and I was like, you know what? I'm going to close the agency all the way down. I'm just going to do a bit of consulting part-time and I'm going to get healthy. And, man, that was the hardest thing I ever had to do in my life. Like, that team, uh, you know, I, I I named them Team Foundation because they were the best staff members I ever hired in my life. We all got along. We were building something very powerful. Powerful sales training program was going to come into the agency and train new salespeople to work for me, and then they would become a closer. And there, there was a whole thing there, man, that was just going to be very special. Yeah. Um, and I shut it down, man, and it, it was a very tough day. You know, staff cried, I cried, we we all kind of just we were shattered for like two weeks. And I, I made a commitment, man. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to let myself down ever again like this. I've, I've really, I, I haven't, I haven't taken care of me. I've sacrificed me in order to make this good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I started to diet. And exercise quite a lot. I walked like 10 kilometers a day. I I got really into health and fitness. How many pounds or kilos did you lose? Twenty. Twenty wow. kilos. Twenty yeah. kilos. Oh yeah. Good job, so it, was it was a lot, man. Um, thank you. And it was and and as that started to shed, you know, you can't drink alcohol, you can't eat the fatty foods, the sugars. I noticed there was a lot of emotional stuff there. I can know, imagine. So it, it, there was a lot of anger. There was a lot of there was a lot of grief. Um, there were there was a lot of issues with my mom and my dad. I hadn't I hadn't resolved. You know, I didn't have a great relationship with them um, throughout this time with the business. So the weight loss triggered the emotional work. And, and it was mainly just allowing myself to feel my emotions, man, like for a long time. Mm. I, I've been the kind of person where it's like it's not cool to cry. It's not cool to to, you know, you're you, you need to be on for business and you need to influence people and make sure that you, you will you will life your way. That was my philosophy back then. Is it very really Australian to do that? In Australia, it's common for guys to be like no. this or yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, you know, in Australia, I feel like we've got tall poppy syndrome. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, I know about somewhat, it, it, not tall poppy syndrome. It's more like, um, if you're different than what's the norm, like if you, if you're a sensitive guy or if you're a guy that doesn't buy into the macho culture, you're, I mean, you, you looked at as less. Yeah. Um, so for two years, man, I committed to, you know, learning how to meditate. Learning how to release emotions out of my body, um, learning about my mind. Why, why was I having all these wacky thoughts and and just crazy stuff, man? Um, and, and to answer your your actual question to this, the two biggest things I learned about myself was that I, <sighs> I, uh, I, I didn't know how to feel emotions. Number one, I really didn't, and. Number two, I, I didn't know how to come from my heart. I didn't know how to come from my heart. And um, that's why everything was always hard. It was like, I need a fight. I need a follow up. I need a push. And I got very good at it, man. But yeah. it, it, this was just blocked. So
1: then, okay, so you had this transition and you were able to feel from the heart. And then when you came back to business, how much faster could you see even better results compared to before just by allowing the, this heart energy to just
0: go and connect with people so much faster? Well, drastic was the difference. I think it, I think it's important to talk about just the, the one step just before I came uh-huh. back to business because I, I did open up and, and then I found it, I found it difficult to understand my heart so this was this was a big. A big big phase for me man so oh. i um when i learned how to meditate and i learned how to you know access my intuition i um yeah. i started getting all these downloads bro all these kind of things to do you know um
1: oh, go full it. time
0: into music to travel the world live in spain i you know I, I dated a lot of women around the world and it was like you know she's the one stay here and i i got a lot of things just coming through me that and I didn't know what to do man it was like oh shit like I'm feeling a lot here so yeah. it was hard to at first it was hard to understand what was true and um, that's when I started to learn that when it, when I'm really in my heart I'm I'm seeing things happen in the moment I, I'm seeing I'm seeing things happen in the moment and and it, even if it doesn't feel like it's right if it's happening i just need to go with it right yeah. so this whole time i'm getting all these ideas about these girls about music and and these are ideas but nothing was eventuating in front of me so obviously it wasn't it wasn't for me it wasn't about my heart and then something had been happening for a long time, but I didn't pay attention. Lots of people kept asking me, Jordan, can you can you help me with my coaching business? Can you help me with my sales? Can you help me grow this thing? I don't know how to grow it. And man, I kept resisting it. I'm like, no, no, no. It just kept coming to me, man. I didn't have to work for it for the first time in my life. Can wow. you help me? And I was just like, nah, I don't want to coach people far out, man. <laughs> And at first I got very triggered by it because, you know, I was like, oh my God, I, I have to, now I'm going to go back into the industry that I I pulled myself out of. Yeah. And um, that's when one of my mentors wisely told me um, what we love. Sometimes it won't always feel great at the beginning, but it will. And man, when I, when I allowed myself to have a bit of an ego death around it, I, um, I embraced. I embraced my heart. I really did. And, and then uh, you
1: became you. You came back. It's interesting because I guess many people around. Well, for lead generation and just getting known in the world. So if you were able to access this hard feeling and energy, and people were asking you to help them, I'm wondering if there's if there's a way to actually activate that to receive leads. Even if you continue to do your marketing and your online presence, because for me, I cannot say that I ever experience like real quick manifestation of people wanting to help, to receive my help. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, know yeah. there's a connection to make like intuition because I'm very in tune with myself. Just yeah. maybe just lack of exposure in the real world because I'm working from home. But I think it's an interesting point what you're saying because like you were chosen for this.
0: Yeah, man, I think it's two things because what, what now, I don't, I don't want to give off the wrong impression here. It wasn't like I had 30 people reaching out to me every week or something, you know, it, it would be maybe really,
1: really. <laughs> yeah, just come to me, my, my challenge.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But maybe maybe one or two people a month and okay. it was, but, but the crazy thing, Anthony, it was the same thing. It was, Jordan, I've got this offer. I want to scale it. How do I do it? Do I hire salespeople? Do I need to do ads? Like, can you can you just look at my offer? I, I I'm not even sure if it's the right. It it, it was the same thing, and mm, I was like, like a script in your face. Yeah, it it was all the same, and I you know even yeah, I was dating this girl in Spain for a while, and and she happened to be a coach, and and had the same. I'm going, what the hell? Incredible. What okay, you know, I go to America, I go to Europe, Australia, Indonesia. I'm I'm surrounded by it. So there, there, there's the component of, I believe it's it's meant for you, but I also believe it was that, you know, I just built up a reputation too. So there was there was a component, people would see my old sales podcast, my old content, because I still had it on my Instagram. Every now and again, I'd, I'd make a funny post about sales, but it was really good. You know, not that I had anything to sell, but people would listen. So I think, I think when you're focused on your heart, you are going to attract what's meant for you. But you still got to like, back it up, you still got to take the action, you've still got to be in that influential energy. Um, there, there's a lot of people out there, man, that promote, you know, sit back, do nothing, and it's gonna happen. And I, you can go with you. It, it makes me really annoyed, man, because I, I've worked I've worked a long time. Yeah. To, to access what I have now and, and will continue to do for the rest of my life.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's why the whole industry of self-help and spirituality has so many flaws because it attracts people who are, it, I wouldn't say they're lazy, but it's so attractive to just imagine that you're going to sit on your couch and something will happen and you just feel in the moment and feel the abundance. I'm doing this every day and I know my abundance is coming, but yet I'm still 10xing my action every to make it possible. Yes. So people who are just like this Kumbaya bio, It's like, okay, man, my my check is coming. Well, have you tried working? That's from yeah. Dr. Di Martini. He said in one of the I remember yeah. his uh, audio. Have you tried yes. working? Uh, yes. okay. Let's go and find somebody to serve first if you want this money.
0: Totally, man. Totally. Like it's oh. And it it really annoys me, man, because it's these people that say, you know, sales calls are sleazy. You can't slide into someone's DM to talk about a deal or, you know, um, why running ads, you know, and promoting this is all manipulative. It's like, no, it's like your idea about these channels is off. You you have the wrong wrong idea about serving like you literally do. So I found it's like build your business from your heart but have the right ideas. A lot of people don't have the right ideas, man. It's like sales. Everyone's like build rapport. It's the worst thing you can do in sales. Don't build rapport. Or, you know, offer. Do what you're passionate about. Don't do what you're passionate about. Your offer needs to be about your client. Let your, let your gifts just come out when people have given you money. I don't, man. People, people are like, you know, Jordan. Do you think your natural gifts is gifts the sales? Okay, dude, I I don't know. Like when we work together, you can decide. I don't care what my gifts are. You decide that. <laughs> if you're a client, you can decide that. But right now, I'm here for you. I'm not you. Like, forget about me. Absolutely. And it's like you know, so you so you got to do the work, but you got to, You got to. You can't make it about you. And you got to have the right ideas.
1: Got it. Got it. Okay, let's see what else, Uh, time to build. Uh Aha. What is different in your marketing approach and why do you think it's better better like this when you're starting out as a solopreneur or as a service provider compared to maybe the traditional way of just normal marketing, normal sales and your approach, which is more based on having an offer that's selling itself. Explain to people why this is the best, especially when you're starting out. And maybe I guess after, but you can tell me more, I'm already expert.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I want to give people an example here from my agency. And I saw this, I saw this for three years, you know, it it was the same in every scenario. Seven figure coach would come through on our emails in a form. Jordan, I want to work with your agency. We'd analyze their business, deep dive, and we'd look at what was going on. Now the coach would come through. Jordan, I want to work with your agency, not a million dollars. And we entertained that at the staff at the start. We'd analyze their business. I was shocked, Anthony, at how good some of these coaches were at marketing at sales mm-hmm. that hadn't reached seven figures. They hadn't done it, they hadn't gotten to a million. They were really good. I'd be asking them, you know, so how many leads do you get a week? Oh, I get about, you know, 15 leads a week. Oh, okay, not bad. How many are you closing? Oh, about 10, 11. I go, dude, geez, dude, that's that's amazing. What's your offer? And they tell me their offer. And straight away, man, when I heard an offer that wasn't very clear, very bro- it wasn't very clear and it was very broad, I knew two things. People are buying because of the coach, not because of the offer. Uh-huh. And the minute this gets delegated, bombs are going to go off and this business uh-huh. won't exist. Got it. Because I tested it. I tested it. I'm like, you know, we're going to try and make this work. But, you know, they're not at a million for a reason. Million Dollar Coach would come in. We'd look at what they are done. They're getting more leads a week, closing less deals, but just making more money. The difference, they had a team. They had an office. They had hired salespeople and it hadn't worked. And I'd go... So what what's your promise? What's your offer about? And, man, some of the offers, you'd understand it in a matter of seconds. So clear. And I'd be like, that's it. That's mm. it. It's a specific offer. It, so you want a specific outcome in a specific amount of time for a specific person. If you nail those three things, you've got an offer that's going to be easier to market and sell. And, man, I, I tell you, some of these seven-figure coaches – they could close, they could write ad, uh, write copy, they could run ads. But some of the coaches that were, weren't were making as much money, some of them would have beaten their, the bigger coaches in like a closing contest. Or, <laughs> or. But it's like, what? why do you need to be a beast? What, because your offer is no good? If my offer is good, people are just going to want it, right? So my agency, I always say to people that, we were so good and we got to um half a million dollars in a year mm-hmm. because we picked the right offers to sell we didn't waste our time with offers that were just going to be like you know really pushy on the phone and having to you know really dig and man all my clients had fantastic businesses and we were just we were just really good at bringing them on board and converting their leads. And it was just, it was an easier process. So I always say to people, we're all pretty decent at sales and we're all pretty Mm -hmm. decent at marketing. We all are, you know, if we're selling what we love, if we're in our heart, we're all pretty good at it. The problem is we're making the wrong offers and we're making it harder for ourselves.
1: Yeah. So what is maybe one tip that you have for people to just clarify down what is the offer because I know you have uh, programs and we're gonna speak about this in a, uh, at the end of the podcast but just maybe a quick quick way to if you have a vague mentality on your offer like how to tone it down to that's going to be more punchy more sticky
0: yeah well first step you got to understand what's on your heart like I, I can give you guys the steps here like first and most important thing you, you've got it you've got to know your heart and most people don't know their heart. They think they do, but they don't. They're like, ah, oh, that's making money. I'm going to go do that. Mm, no, yeah, don't yeah. do that. Like, because if it's not on your heart, you're going to have to become a weapon at sales and marketing. And, and you don't know, like that's, that's going to cause a lot of problems as it did for me back in the day. Even with good offers, yeah. I wasn't coming from my heart and I caused my own crap. So understand your heart. You've got to understand just the part of you that knows, the part of you that's a real creator. The second thing, you've got to understand the market. And people are horrible at this. It's like, oh, you know, I think people want more passion and purpose in their life, or I think people want more fulfilled lives. No, they don't. They don't want that. They'll say, I want that, but because it's going to lead somewhere. So it's like... The thing that you think they want, the best question you can ask yourself, literally, and everyone can do this right now. The thing you think they want, what's that going to lead to? Uh-huh. You just ask yourself, what's that going to lead to? So, coaches didn't want more sales. They didn't want that. What they really wanted was to never pick up the phone again. Oh, you see? Uh huh. So, That's- when I pitched people, yeah. I was like, they're like, so what do you do? And I'd say this, you know, with a bit of, bit of swagger and arrogance back in the day, because I knew, I knew every time I say this, it just worked. It was like, I help million dollar coaches never pick up the phone again. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> how do you do that? If your offer, if what you say, like provokes, how do you do that? You have a good offer. How do I do that? I run an, a sales agency that calls your leads for you. And closes deals can we talk
1: wow that's beautiful. <laughs>
0: you know? so so it's and this is accessible to everyone anthony it really is like if you're good at what you do it's accessible for everyone but the problem is most people they make the offer about themselves they get too stuck in their head about what's on their heart and they're not trained to create offers this third thing's the biggest thing like i yeah. because i've worked with so many big companies i understand what offers worked and i've created a system for myself if you're not trained to create offers you may get lucky once but when your business needs to evolve you you screwed like you, you have to yeah. start again so Having an ability to create offers, you'll beat recessions. You'll make it through tough times. You can reinvent yourself at the drop of a hat. Um, It it is business. It it literally Mm. is business.
1: Yeah. So, if for example, somebody who only has one offer and once like it stopped to work as it were, it was working before, and with your skills and your uh, curriculum, people can learn how to multiply many offers with many different, maybe interesting promises. And I have the evergreen creativity of products and services.
0: That's it, man. That's it. Yeah. And the the crazy thing is with um, offers is sometimes you need, to, you need to be trained to analyze whether the offer is working or whether you are trying to sabotage the offer. And now this is another thing that goes very deep. Ooh. Lots of people have a business that's actually working. I want everyone to hear me loud and clear. Your business works. Your ego is trying to tell you it doesn't, but it's actually working. Why? Because you don't have the right ideas about marketing and sales. One of the biggest things, the most destructive things I hear, Jordan offer doesn't work. Great. How many people did you speak to this week? Zero. Oh, really? How do you know it doesn't work? Well, I haven't had any leads. Well, what have you done to market? Oh, well, I've done some posts and I've done some stories. Well, dude, the uh, Internet is huge. That's that's hope marketing. Yeah. What that's not lead, Jen. You're trying to, you're okay, you're trying to get people interested, but that's not lead generation. That's that's like getting your brand out there. That's getting people aware of you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, right. Go, dude you have the wrong idea about marketing you don't under, you don't understand marketing so i i'm so big on on truth anthony truth in business really and first off you've got to understand what marketing actually is you've got to understand what sales actually is and then you work backwards always to your offer you always work backwards so it's like if I am doing the marketing, if I'm really taking people through all the levels that it takes to make it, to, to actually escalate someone to making a decision, if I'm following a proven sales script and I'm selling the same offer every time and it doesn't work, okay, we go back. But if I'm not doing anything, then <laughs> how do you know you've got the wrong offer? <laughs> Yeah, it's not enough. It's not enough. Um,
1: all right. So now, so you came back to business. Now your current offer is. So you have a Facebook group right now, right? Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. So we can speak about this a bit. So in this Facebook group, your goal is to teach us how to create offer in your you your new unique way, like with this specific uh, knowledge and skills to make it like very intuitive and uh, fast to create.
0: Yes, yes. So that the Facebook group is about empowering people with tools and templates that, you know, I use back in my agency to, to qualify coaching businesses to work with us. So there's a bunch of worksheets. Um, I've created new tools as well. I give away marketing um, resources to help you promote offers that you already have. And also a bunch of sales training, it's all free. And my goal is, is really with that group, I want everyone to understand the power of having a really good offer like i want people to experience that for free and then later on if they want to come and and really like put things on on steroids and and grow quick then you know we've got our intensives and what have you yeah awesome
1: so jordan um i always ask this at the end of my podcast if you had let's imagine this podcast become very big which it will be in a few years and people come back to your episode and they listen to you. And of course, we already had many nuggets of wisdom, and it's gonna be great content to edit and have clips. But if we can go back and say, okay, Jordan said that in 2022, and this is his wisdom from his life in a nutshell, something it can be a couple of words, it can be a couple of sentences. Just if you had one thing to share with the world for the generation to come, I know it's a big question. 12, yeah. Just go connect with yourself. You're a hard guy. so. What do you have to say for people for the years to come about, about life?
0: Your biggest right, principle. I'm really, I'm really just tuning into what this is for me. Cause back in the day when I used to do a lot of these interviews, I I'd say I'd say, you know, look after your family by making a lot of sales, but I'm not gonna say that now. No, and and I, you know what I'm about to say, I really do mean this, and it does it applies to everything. And I just, I just think the world will be, would be, and can be a better place if we all applied this. And, and it's going to sound a bit corny, but make your life about serving something bigger than you. Make your life about serving something bigger than you, and if you do that, you'll get everything as we say in spades come back to you in spades which means in abundance so make make your life about serving something bigger than you and you know you're, you're bound for greatness and abundance
1: awesome man jordan how can people can connect with you online so if they want to either just say thank you for the episode they want to see your facebook group your website
0: how do we connect yeah so you can um, find me on instagram my handle is at jordan debano uh, j-o-r-d-a-n-d-u-r-b-a-n-o there's a link there you can go and access all my free stuff i've got a free facebook group as anthony just said youtube channel programs the whole lot so um, go to instagram very active there excellent my friend
1: So guys, this is uh, the end for us today. So I'm Anthony Rivet. This is Anthony for Your Brother's Podcast. You can find me also at my name, Anthony Revet, on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. This YouTube channel will also uh, be live uh, and Your Brother's Podcast will be the name. So all the links will be in the description. And if you want to support me financially, I will have a Patreon link. Every gift, every donation is appreciated for the, the long livelihood of this podcast. So thank you so much and I wish you an amazing day and be great. See you next time. Thank you for it.